Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Roy's enjoying some time off, but the show must go on. The Roy Green Show with special guest host Alex Pearson continues on the Chorus Radio Network. Alex Pearson in for Roy Green here on the Roy Green Show. Great to have you on this Saturday afternoon. And I'll put this out there if anyone wants to call in and, and give me their thoughts. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. Or, of course, you can get us toll-free, 1-88-225-TALK. And I'll ask you this. Are NDP policies holding Alberta back? And I wonder, will Wild Rose Country ever bloom again? or boom at all. I'm talking about, you know, a province where I first started my career in journalism 20 years ago. You know, Calgary came a calling, I went, and I only spent a couple of years there, but I remember a kind of this wild and exciting time. Real estate was on the rise, the skyline was exploding with development, and there was this tangible feeling that you got success was yours for the taking. It was boom time, thanks to all this development of the oil sands, and there was nothing but this amazing opportunity. There was a growth. There was no debt. And now I, I look back, you know, 18 years later, oil is flat, taxes rising. For the first time, Albertans' operational budget is now $11 billion and climbing. It seems that Ontario and Alberta are on a race towards the bottom. And it's really hard to imagine that these two mighty provinces, once, you know, called the economic engines, they're now a drag on the economy. And if you look at it, it doesn't look like the NDP government has any plan to fix any of it. Their policies seem to be taking the province in the opposite direction. It's this tax and spend and tax and spend and, ooh, let's balloon the debt. So let's break it down of the real financial picture of Alberta. Paige McPherson joins us. She's the Alberta Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Good to talk to you. Yeah, so nice uh, of you to have me, Alex. Thanks very much. Where am I wrong in my analysis? I mean, we got a a look at the fiscal picture for the first time, I think, this week. Um, and, And yeah, the wildfires did damage to the province's earnings. But the numbers, you know, without those fires, there's other things to blame. Oh, you're absolutely right. No, your analysis is bang on. It is sort of a tax and spend direction that this government is going on, and it is a lot of, uh, of a similar direction that, as to what we've seen in Ontario uh, as well. You're right about the spending. Um, it's, it's increasing setting aside those wildfires. I mean, even if you are to set aside the increased spending that was a result of the wildfires in Fort Mac here, um, the government still in this recent, recent fiscal update increased spending by another $700 million. And this is when we just, our revenues are, are 
way, way down. And in fact, although the government is blaming here the deficit on those wildfires, um, in fact, the bigger reason is actually that business tax revenues are down. They're down $877 million, which should go to to teach some people who, you know, do believe in those tax and spend policies as gospel, that sometimes raising business taxes, just like the NDP government did almost immediately after they were elected last year, doesn't always immediately equal more revenues. Uh, In fact, they had a decline in revenues. So that's a a big, big part of this is the the policies that the government um, is, is undertaking here. They're playing a big role in, I I believe, accelerating the downturn. Yeah, I mean, they'll say that they don't want to do the the knee-jerk cuts, but they have been in power long enough. So they've had a year and a half that they should be doing something, and it just seems that they're not doing anything. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and it, it sort of reached a, a level of absurdity in this province. I mean, um, we've got a, a very substantive deficit. You're right. It's $11 billion uh, or so when you're talking about operational. We're borrowing for operational spending for the first time in uh, in decades here in Alberta. Um, and when you include the capital spending, that infrastructure spending, we're actually looking at a deficit of $14.5 billion. And yet our government is saying that, you know, they can't make these knee-jerk cuts. But you're right. They've been in power for a, almost a year and a half now. Certainly they've had time to carefully plan out, you know, what kinds of spending trims should be done at a time when, you know, you're talking about a very bloated government employee sector that we have here in this province. Everybody else in the province is making cuts from small business to big business. Um, That's an unfortunate reality of a downturn. And the government just seems uh, to think that they're immune to that. And so they're not making any of those necessary cuts that need to be uh, made right down to the level of laundry services. Alberta Health Services um, here, the provincial health authority in our province identified that you know outsourcing some laundry services for hospitals would save money and this NDP government said no we won't even outsource laundry services we must keep government employees unionized government employees doing the laundry for the beds in our hospitals I mean it really is a level of absurdity I think that they've reached where they just they refuse to make any cuts and, and it's seeming a little ideological you know when you get right down to it sure I mean if you look at Ontario and Alberta they seem to be a carbon copy uh, style of government where they want to drive out business, raise taxes to make up for lost uh, revenue. And, and, you know, pardon my French, but it's ass backwards. It is really just uh, the wrong way to raise revenue. And you know what? The Fraser Institute put out some really interesting numbers um, on that point, which I I actually found surprising, comparing Ontario and Alberta. Now, Alberta is dealing with an economic shock from low oil prices. Of course, we are. Uh, Government policies, as I mentioned, I do think are contributing to the downturn. But of course, low oil prices are are the major, you know, factor that we're facing here. Now, Ontario um, had a similar economic shock when the recession severely impacted uh, the auto sector. Now, Ontario's policy response was to take on a lot of debt it would, in an unsustainable way, you know, with no real plan to pay it off, which is exactly sort of the, the tack that our government is taking here in Alberta as well. Our finance minister said balanced budget dates are wishful thinking. Same kind of policies. But if you look at Alberta's per-person deficit this year versus Ontario's per-person deficit in 2009, you know, when they were dealing with that recession, the, Alberta's per-person deficit is actually 55% higher than Ontario's was. So Ontario has an enormous level of debt, but we are certainly, you know, doing everything we can to try and be um, hot on their trail and, and catch up. Um, so if you think Ontario's finances are a mess, well, you know, you got to stay tuned to Alberta because clearly we're, we're following that same path. Yeah, I hate to see the competition, to see who can be the worst. I want to keep you on the line there, Paige, because I want to bring Tim into this conversation. How do you see this, Tim? Hey, Tim, can you hear me? Yeah. 
How do you see uh, this? I just I live in Ontario here in the New Market, and I see like what's happened to Ontario. Uh, the, the people's fault. It's the people's fault. The electorate, and it's the same thing in Alberta. You guys, I mean, in Alberta, they had a right wing government for years, and then. You didn't know what you were going to get bringing an NDP government in? Well, that was a protest vote, and, and, and you're right. I think you know and, they and were angry at the PCs, get, right? which was deserved, but, Tim, they voted in someone in anger, and now they're stuck with the mess. Well, okay, so you're $11 billion in counting, yeah. and your guest there uh, has to catch up about $292 billion to catch up to, can- to Ontario, because Ontario's, what, $310 billion yes. in debt? Oh, no, actually, uh, we're real, $300 billion now moving up to 350 What's that? We're 300 now. We're going up to 350. Okay. So the the real conversation here is uh, when do we declare bankruptcy? Uh, yeah. is, is that ever going to happen in Ontario? Like when are they ever going to have the, the nerve or the gumption to stand up and say, we're bankrupt? Yeah, I just never thought I would see this in the province of Alberta. I mean, they're sitting on, a, a, well, they, you know. They, they, they elected the NDP. Look what happened in Ontario when they elected the NDP, right? Mm-hmm. Look what happened. Another disaster, right? They only know how to spend rob from the companies and 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 rape rape the uh, the companies that are paying and now look what's happened in ontario companies are leaving in droves because of the green energy act and and the uh, uh new york state main state michigan state are laughing at ontario right from the beginning when they introduced the uh, green energy act and they're just laughing all the way to the bank because we're they're taking all our business Indeed, they are. Tim, thanks for your call. And Paige, you know, it's this kind of, you know, almost activism government that is costing, certainly costing Alberta, because there's no excuse. Uh, You know, oil prices are low, but, you know, there are things that this current government can do. I mean, is she is is Miss Notley even attempting to to fight for Alberta growth uh, as far as the oil, you know, going out and talking about pipeline uh, building, any of that? Well, they've not been too, too bad on the pipeline front, but I, I mean, certainly when it comes to the policies that will attract business to the province, having low taxes, you know, not increasing regulations, um, the government has been do- doing the exact opposite. They did increase business taxes, as I mentioned, almost immediately as they got in. We saw how that um, played out. It didn't equal larger revenues for them, but, they, you know, they're also increasing things um, for business. They've increased the minimum wage. They're increasing it uh, by quite a substantial amount here. That makes it difficult for businesses. The um, the property tax portion that's provincial is going up. That's really difficult for businesses. Um, they've, they're including, you know, they're instituting emissions caps. Uh, a lot of different regula- regulatory and tax uh, policies that are, are just simply not business friendly. And uh, and in addition to that, you know, based on what Tim said about the Green Energy Act, absolutely right. I mean, people in Alberta that I talk to are looking at Ontario, looking at the impact that all the corporate welfare to those big green energy companies has had on electricity prices. I know I read the Ontario Auditor General report finding that on-peak electricity prices are up 77%. People in Alberta, as we do the same thing that um, Premier Wynne in Ontario did, um, where we're shutting down coal plants and we are embarking on a new green energy corporate welfare um, policy direction, you know, they're, they're looking at these ener- electricity prices and they're, they're quite worried about it. Um, but I will say one more thing in response to Tim, just to stick up for the Alberta electorate. This is not really uh, what the government campaigned on. They campaigned um, on a balanced budget date. They had a balanced budget date. Their government then, um, you know, 
revoked that. They changed it multiple times. As I mentioned, the finance minister basically threw it out the window and says that said that it's wishful thinking to, to assign a balanced budget date. They campaigned on a much smaller deficit mm-hmm. number that we're, than we're seeing in reality. Uh, so so like we see in many election campaigns... Obviously Politicians lie, don't change. say. <laughs> Paige, yeah, stay with me. We've got to take a quick break here, but we will come back because I want to talk about carbon pricing, another tax Albertans will be facing. You're listening to The Roy Green Show here. I'm Alex Pearson. We'll be back after this break on the Chorus Radio Network. You may not always agree with her, but she's the one in the driver's seat. This is The Roy Green Show with special guest host Alex Pearson on the Chorus Radio Network. Alex Pearson here for Roy Green on this Saturday. Great to have you with us listening across the Chorus Radio Network. And we're talking about what is happening in Alberta, this once glorious, booming province. I loved my time there. And I think it's only because I got to spend time there, living there, to see kind of how it works, what the people are like, the mentality be, you know, behind business and, and just... I was able to kind of get a sense of what the province is like, that I have kind of a soft spot for. And it just floors me in this day and age that they find themselves in this position where the province is essentially broke. And now it's ruled by policies that is going to make the situation worse. And we've been talking to Paige McPherson of the uh, Canadian Taxpayer Federation because she's been crunching the numbers. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the fact that it, it seems that there's no real plan in place Page. I mean, right now, the debt is being serviced to the tune of a billion dollars a month. So nothing's actually being brought down as far as the debt. And, and the only real spending we're seeing is on things like breweries. I mean, is the government thinking of replacing oil with beer? <laughs> yeah, it certainly speaks to priorities. So we're spending a, a billion dollars a year on our debt servicing. We're not quite at that Ontario <laughs> level yet, but we are certainly, as I mentioned, heading in that direction. Um, and the government spending is is really just increasing. What they're talking about is slowing the growth of spending, which basically just means not spending as much as they would have liked to if it was a boom time, but still continuing to increase spending. And the government has talked a lot, like uh, probably, you know, you were familiar with this when you lived here, we have sort of this strange legacy in Alberta of governments talking about economic diversification because the, the oil sands are such a large dri- a driver, oil and gas in general, of our economy. And, uh, and so politicians, when we see this boom and bust cycle, tend to say, okay, we need to diversify, which really is just code for corporate welfare. It's code mm-hmm. for government picking the winners and losers sure. that they would like in the economy. And we've invested in very strange things in Alberta, clothing company, a battering company, an airline, meat packer, lots of strange stuff. So now what the government is is doing um, is they're going to head down that path of corporate welfare for green energy, as we mentioned, but also some other strange things uh, like breweries, as you mentioned. So the government here has, since they were elected, raised taxes on beer, but specifically craft beer, like those neat, interesting little microbreweries. Um, and they've, they've hiked taxes now twice on craft beer in the province, which is a big downer, of course, a buzzkill, if you will, for consumers. But, um, but what they've done 
basically in response to this, um, it basically to try and shut out competition from other microbreweries, other interesting beers across the country, is they've now raised taxes on all these small beers, and they're deciding to give corporate welfare to some local breweries that they've decided that they like in Alberta based on um, different, basically, uh, volumes of beer that they are, are producing. So you've got the corporate welfare of these breweries as part of this economic diversification plan when we frankly don't have a lot of extra money lying around, but mm-hmm. at the same time, hiking taxes on beer, so all the other Albertan consumers dealing with the downturn themselves, you know, it's more expensive now for them to go and enjoy a cold one at the end of the day. No kidding, they can't afford it, and there's not enough to get drunk to forget the uh, the problems <laughs> that are going on. I want to bring Dave into the conversation because he's been so patiently waiting. Dave calls from Brampton. What do you have to say? Hi, um, I, I've been thinking about a, the need for a paradigm shift in, I guess, domestic policy in Canada, not just Alberta, but when something like this happens in Alberta, when you're more or less dependent on a natural resource, I've often thought about this. Canada is the second largest country on the planet. Per capita, is by far, it has the greatest number of resources and land per person. I'm not a socialist per se, but I'm also not an ultra-capitalist in the sense that corporations solely profit from very profitable things, whether it be gold mining, oil... Um, oil, uh, drilling for oil, uh, lithium in, in Quebec, anything and everything that is in Canada, if the government created corporations where the profits go to the people and the government oversees or hires experts to oversee these, if these companies are not happy making their billions in profit or whatever, they can go away. We can create a, a corporation, maybe it's government run or whatever, but all the people of the country will profit from this. No province will be bankrupt. No province will anything, all profits to the people. Is anything like that ever on the table? Good God, Dave, thanks for that comment. But I would have to say, Paige, uh, with that, you know, all I'm hearing is, you know, get the government involved, let them run the show. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that would work other than it wouldn't work, Paige. Well, I think that there's a a miss. A misconception about the role that business plays in society. Yes, um, businesses are, are in existence to, to profit, but profit is just a reward for risk, and business owners are the ones out there taking the, those risks. But the benefit that that serves for society in terms of the, uh, let's say, profit sharing amongst just people in our province is that, yeah, when these oil companies, many of them are large, they go in and they do that, you know, that exploratory drilling, all of those things that are quite expensive but quite risky. And then when they do hit it big, that creates a lot of different jobs for a lot of different people in our province. This is the whole pipeline argument, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just some big, you know, fat cat sitting in some office tower, smoking a cigar, dropping ashes on the lowly people below. These are not people who are benefiting from pipelines and oil sands developments. It's everybody. It's all the blue collar workers, the roughnecks. And that's the reason why Alberta has been prosperous, because we have shared in that wealth. Yeah, and, and and they've been bogged down by a lot of regulation. I want to give the last word to Barry, and sorry, Barry, you don't have a lot of time, but you wanted to, to say what? Hey, Barry. I'm just thinking way out in left field here. Uh, maybe our NDP government is not that ignorant. Maybe what they're doing is intentional, because in order... Uh, uh, don't forget that they are a socialist government. In order for socialism to thrive, you have to get rid of free enterprise. Yeah, Barry, thank you for that. And and look, Paige, uh, and I've got to end the conversation here, uh, but, you know, it's an activist-driven 
uh, mandate that they seem to be running, and it's not helping Albertans, uh, and it's going to come at a big, big toll. And I think you've uh, laid it out nicely in, in in what you've said. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's no better example than the outsourcing of, of laundry in hospitals. Yeah. If they won't even give up that uh, without it being unionized in government employees, then I think you're dealing with an ideological government. All right. Paige McPherson joining us from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Thank you. Yeah, when the unions are doing really well, the public sector is doing really well, and the private citizens are going broke, you got a problem, Alberta. Taking a quick break here on the Roy Green Show, I'm Alex Pearson. We'll be talking about Hillary Clinton and, oh, what did she say? She's already apologized. That's coming up here on the Chorus Radio Network.